Today is Wednesday, August 25th, 2010, and this is Radio Wave. Wave, our August 25th show uh, for our ladies' messages. Of course, Maria received the message for the world today. Uh, it's eternal history. If eternity lasts for eternity, how can we say eternal history? We're making history at this moment. Our ladies made history. We're participating in it, and it's such a joy to see things unfold. Uh, it's really incredible the things in the moment in which we live. Things are happening so quick around the world. Uh, from from um, the news of the day that's happening to the deterioration to the to the people seeking God to so many events it's an exciting moment to be alive at the same time for many people it's scary and so our lady gives a message today to give us hope the fact that she's appeared now 29 years every single day is our hope there is no other hope in the world today except the holy virgin mary the queen of peace the one who appeared in Medjugorje, june 24th 1981 to begin really in action what's taking place right now we thought the world was in bad shape then we had no concept and conceivability to 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 foresee those things that are unfolding right before our eyes. Thank God she's here. I thank God she's here. And you should also, and most people are realizing that they should be in the spirit. At the same time, those who don't know her, those who don't have the hope in her, they're scared. Christians are really in fear. And of course, our lady said, for the one who prays is not a, not in fear of the future, for the one who uh, fast is not afraid of evil, meaning those things are coming our way. We're in the midst of that. And she doesn't want us to be afraid of the future or evil. That doesn't mean because we pray and fast that it's not going to happen. Those things will happen. And we're on the throes, the threshold of the door of so many things coming unraveled. And people are very concerned. People don't know what to do, no decisions to make. And so we're feeding information as fast as we can, getting many things out there, like Ain't Gonna Happen, the book. You, you have to read this, and you have to read it now. Just what the book is about, in the last two days, some very detrimental things have happened. And I'm not going to go that direction today. I did, we do that on Medjinomics, and you'll hear that show tomorrow, which was pre-taped yesterday because I've got to go out of town. And so, but exactly what was said on the show yesterday that played tomorrow for Thursday, August 26, is, is already happened. We thought maybe we had to Thursday. It's already beginning. So there is so many things. You've got to be connected, not to ABC, not to the talk show host, not to the newspapers. You've got to be connected to Our Lady and look at everything from her eyes through her messages, the golden words from heaven that she brings to us. And if you're not, you're disconnected. There's no way to have an interpretive view of what moves you need to make, how to make them, and how to change and reorganize your life. I finished the words of the harvesters two days ago. We got it on the press today. And today's message is so in line with it about being with the lady, being on knees during her apparition. Be, be there. You'll get that. And we'll probably possibly put this on uh, mesh.com maybe in a couple of days. But the, 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 the writing and what we put out and able to say is because of our daily connection with heaven. 
through the Virgin Mary. And so, Joan, without further ado, let's read the message to the world today. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's August 25th, 2010 monthly message. Dear children, with great joy, also today, I desire to call you anew. Pray, pray, pray. May this time be a time of personal prayer for you. During the day, find a place where you will pray joyfully in a recollected way. I love you and bless you all. Thank you for having responded to my call. Don't you think this is strange? That Our Lady has given to us a, a, a message with so many things deteriorating, so many things have come unglued, that she says, rejoice with me. Did she say that? No. She said, dear children, with great joy. Also today, I desire to call you anew, pray, pray, pray. What is great joy about? If Our Lady says the word great, you can, you can take it to the bank, a good bank rather, that she means her joy today is great. What's making her joy so great? What happened? We don't know. We do know that if Ali says that something may be granted to her, some kind of new favor, some kind of new grace for us, for the world, another section of our plan put into action, another thing for our future, another thing that's going to bring us closer to the God, the Creator, to holiness. So what is it that she says, dear children, with great joy, not with joy, great joy. When you hear people talking in a restaurant and you're next to them and they're talking, they will always either expound or exaggerate or try to convey to their conversationalists that they're talking to the greatest impact on the words that they're trying to say to convince them or either show their points. So we exaggerate what we say. Hers are always an understatement. You can't exaggerate. When she says great, we don't have the full meaning on earth of greatness or great of of the power of what she's saying about her joy. We can't comprehend her joy. And so this reminds me of a message Our Lady gave March 25th, 1984. Rejoice with me and with my angels because a part of my plan has been realized. Many have been converted, but... Well, that's, I don't want to read that part. I want to focus on rejoice with me, with me and my angels because a part of my plan has been realized. Okay, it's just a message. It's just a few words. Unless you really contemplate and enter into this message, what is she saying? We didn't know till about a year later that Bishop Helensa had gone to Russia and on that day consecrated Russia with the statue of Fatima to Our Lady, sent by John Paul. I know there's people out there say that didn't happen, but I talked to him personally. He's visited here at Caritas. He said he went there on behalf of John Paul. Sister Lucy said, and people say she doesn't, but she's confirmed, and she said that Our Lady accepted the consecration of Russia with the bishops, and it wasn't all the bishops, true, and it wasn't what Our Lady wanted, but it's what God granted. And so Our Lady says on that day, we didn't know these connections. We didn't know what was going on in Rome. The visionaries in Medjugorje in 1984, just a couple of three years fresh from the beginning of the apparitions, didn't know what was taking place. That was all secret with Bishop Nilensa. So Bishop Nilensa does his thing, and we connect the dots later when he comes. March 25th, 1984. Rejoice with me and with my angels because a part of my plan has been realized. The consecration of the world. The consecration of Russia. And I know we'll get calls and argue that didn't take place. It didn't take the place the way Our Lady originally. I wanted it, but Our Lady had to take what she gets, and God's, we're in a time of mercy. So the limited number of a bishop did it, that did it, Lucy confirmed that it accepted, was accepted. Now, what happened on that day, too, that was the thousandth apparition in Medjugorje. So Our Lady gets things. She gets gifts. And today, something happened. We don't know. We don't know what we're going to find out a year from now, or a month from now, or tomorrow. But we do know, Our Lady says today, August 25th, with great joy also today, this day today, I desire to call you anew to pray, pray, pray. May this time be a time of personal prayer for you. Is that not incredible? 
one year ago, August 25th, same day, monthly message. She says, therefore, pray, 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 and work on your personal conversion. What? Today she said the same thing. Pray, pray, pray. May this time be a time of personal prayer for you. Two years ago today, August 25th, 2008, dear children, also today, I call you to personal conversion. There it comes again, personal conversion. One year later, what we just read, 2009, August 25th, therefore pray, 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 and work on your personal conversion. Two years in a row, August. And then this year, rejoice with me, or rather, I'm sorry, with great joy, also today. I desire to call you anew, pray, pray, pray. May this time be a time of personal prayer for you. Is Our Lady connecting the years? Is she connecting time where it's timeless? There's 36 months here between these messages, and yet Our Lady is doing this in August. Well, what does that speak to us about? Well, we can say it speaks to us about what she said today. During, this, during the day, find a place where you will pray joyfully in a recollected way. Our Lady's recollected way, This to me, this is one word that just stunned me just stood out as a stunning word. I found out after I read this, the, whole, the, the main word in this message to me was recollected. I found out after the fact that the translation from Croatian to English was difficult to come up with a word, and they followed it with what word best described the word in Croatian. And, and they, it, was, it was a challenge, and recollected be, became the word. And to me, it's the strongest word in the message. Recollected. And so we're in a world today that's racing along at such speed, such fast, um, at such a fast pace that we do not know unless we recollect the path we're on. And so recollection is something important. It's very important for the spiritual life. We have people, when they get old, what do they do? They start thinking about their past life things they did, things they didn't do, many regrets. And because we've been raised in a, a terrible society, structured in an a anti-spiritual way, and many who become mediocre Christianity, and Christianity has lost ground through the decades, there's not a lot when you grow older right now to reflect on that you, you wouldn't be regretted. And regretting these things, you would wish maybe you'd done something a different way. And so Our Lady tells us today to be joyfully recollected the way because she wants us to be walking the spiritual life that when we do reflect on these things we won't be looking at the regrets that we have or those things we wish we'd never done and so that's when it comes to being and going and passing from this life in peace or not and so our lady is asking us to really recollect and sometimes that means going through your life and thinking about what you've done and what you need to change now to even have a better future for direct recollection. I stumbled on a bunch of junk of mine in a shoebox the other night in between cleaning up piles of messes that I've made of my life Ticket stubs, love poems, and old letters I dumped them all out on the bed Found a homemade birthday card for Mom And this is what it said Yeah, this is what it said Don't forget the little moments They're the ones that mean most When the way home seems so far away Take them out and hold them close And take a picture with your father Cause one day he'll be gone And don't forget to fill an old shoebox Full of things to look back on Full of things to look back on I opened up my grandpa's pocket knife and I was back to his back porch It was summertime, I was turning nine He said, you want that knife? 
it's yours. I remember running off in the yard, carved my name in every tree. I haven't held it since he passed away, and it meant the world to me, because he meant the world to me. Don't forget the little moments, they're the ones that mean the most. When the way home seems so far away, take them out and hold them close. And take a picture with your father, cause one day he'll be gone. Don't forget to fill an old shoebox full of things to look back on. Look back on a little window to the past. Look back on God knows life goes by so fast. If ever you should ever doubt the blessings that you've had. Don't forget the little moments, they're the ones that mean the most. When the way home seems so far away, take them out and hold them close. And take a picture with your father, cause one day he'll be gone. And don't forget to fill an old shoebox full of things to look back on. I stumbled on a bunch of junk of mine. In a shoebox the other night If you pray, God will help you to understand the true reason for my coming. With the events of Our Lady's apparitions in Medjugorje, as years pass by and events unfold, we begin to understand the prophetic nature of Our Lady's words and actions. We begin to see the true reason for her coming. Some today would confine Our Lady and her apparitions to a narrow view concerning only religion and think Our Lady does not speak to all the current issues facing the world today, issues like the economy and money and many others. Her apparitions say more than most think. Her true reason for her coming leads us to an extraordinary new life with new understanding about everything on earth. If Our Lady could give you practical advice for your daily life, advice on your investments, job, finances, housing, what would she say? Does Our Lady care about you being able to pay your bills and keep a roof over your head? How would the mother speak? A new book titled, It Ain't Gonna Happen, by a friend of Medjugorje, takes the messages of Our Lady and places them as a template over the issues of the worldwide floundering economy, money and finances, and what is coming our way. What will life be in the future? The earth is about to be rebirthed, while those who will not change, the world will abort. A book that uncovers astounding revelations that will not only be a cause of joy and grave concern, but a motivation to put into action what you will learn. It Ain't Gonna Happen by a friend of Medjugorje available through Caritas of Birmingham. To order, call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000, or visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, and click on Medjmart. It Ain't Gonna Happen, by a friend of Medjugorje, available through Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. You just finished writing uh, this Words of the Harvesters. It's, it's really a beautiful 
Words of the Harvesters. It's going to, it went to press today. It's going to be going out in the mail the next day or two. But it is striking to me uh, the topic of, of what you wrote about and how much it parallels the message today because it's all about recollection. And um, it brings up the, the question, you know, we've all heard about if, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, did it really make a noise? Um, and in this particular words, the harvester, we speak about if beauty is around you, but nobody's recollected enough to perceive it, does the beauty exist? Or does it only exist if we're open to perceive it? And that's my question to you and what, what your thought is about this. You, you, you um, speak about Our Lady in this Words of the Harvester. Are we paying attention? To, is the world's going on in a busy, busy way? Nobody's recollected enough to, or, or very, very few people to even know she's, she is coming every day. And um, so what, what is your thought about this question? Well, Jesus is the Word. The Word was made flesh. It's the Word, of course, of Scriptures. He became the life, the life form of, of that is the Word, is God's Son. And the written Word is, is the means which God has transmitted to us uh, His ways, along with you know, Christ establishing the church on the earth. But... You can't make it today if you're not reading. You won't know what to believe. And people are connected to so many different things today and so many distractions. I'm telling you, if you're not reading today, if you're not, you say, well, I don't like to read. Do you like to go to work? But do you go to work? I don't like this or that. I don't like to go to the doctor when he's got to give me a shot. But do you go? I, 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 wanna, I can't stress to you, you have to read and not just books. You've got to read good books. You've got to read good material. It's part of the foundation of recollecting. You've got these facts. You can't get it from television and, and newspapers. Our lady says, don't read newspapers because afterwards your heads are full of facts and you can't pray. Let's just update that message from a couple of decades ago when she said it. Don't read the newspapers because your head is full of facts and you can't recollect. I can't stress to you the importance that you must read. Somebody just told me that they, uh, a New Yorker, I think we talked about it that day on Medianomics, said he hasn't read a book in years. He read Ain't Gonna Happen in Two Days. He's got a whole fresh, he was so excited he couldn't talk, he said. You're, Maria told me once that once you convert, they'll be very difficult to make it to heaven. If you don't read, or read about the lives of the saints. Read what the church teaches. Read spiritual things. And read things, even secular, that can help you understand from a biblical point of view where we need to go. Now, does that seem like I'm answering your question? Not necessarily, but what is real is what our forefathers' dreams were. Our Lady says, so that the dreams of your forefathers may be realized what they said, not what somebody else said they said. Go to the original writings. Go to what Jesus says in the scriptures. Actually, uh, in, in Luke 6, it says, In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray all night. Or rather, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Jesus was God. He had to recollect himself. He had to get away from the war zones, the speed, the power, the strength of, of the world against you and assaulting you and assaulting your, your ability to recollect. It's something that you have to do. You can't get away from that. And you have to read to really give new insights of even how to recollect. If you don't do this, you won't know what's real. And so you were talking about the tree falling in the forest and if nobody's around to hear it, did it ever happen? And of course, this word's harvester is really something about that. You'll have to look that up. And, and again, I think we'll put this in, in a few days on 
uh, our field angels get it first. We want them to have it because they're the ones that monthly support this mission. And we're going uh, at a really fast pace now to get the messages in new forms. There's so much happening in the missions. It's really incredible. And I think this is part of where Lady says, with great joy also today, there's things happening right now. There's things happening in Medjugorje. In fact, I'm, I'm leaving right after the show. I have to go there. And I didn't know I was going to go there 24 hours ago. I talked to Marie for an hour, and, and I, I have to go there and, and, and do some things with her. So unexpectedly, you never know where you're going to be. You might be halfway around the world from one moment to the next. And so, <coughs> Maria, we're, we got a community in Medjugorje. They were there today. They cleaned the chapel in preparation for this great moment of Our Lady coming. Uh, Paulo and the, the boys, her four boys, was there. For the first time we ever witnessed, her son, Giovanni, who's, how old is Giovanni now? Ten? Eight? Yeah, I think six. Six, six, six. That's right. He's just six years old. Uh, Paulo, the dad, said, go in front of the altar and take Maria's picture. Because they see that people doing this all the time. So Giovanni was a big boy today, and he went and took Maria's picture during the apparition. You know, they're the ones that's always in the background. And here it was, only translators in the chapel for the message. And so they got to do this. And they said it was very cute seeing this, very beautiful. That's real. But the tree in, in the forest that fell, is it really real? Are we missing the beauty of what's taking place? And it's real interesting because the answer I wanted to get to on that is what scientists have just discovered, something we've never known in church history. Of all the mystics and all the people and everything writings, all the theological stuff and everything, we never have completely understood what Maria sees when we say she goes into ecstasy. In other words, she goes higher than us. No, it's not what's happening, science has said. She's not going out of, out of something that's visionary or airy or ghost-like. She's not doing that. She's actually going more into reality. She's leaving the earth's reality and going to a deeper depth of reality. It's proven by science now this is happening. They have absolutely, absolute truth in finding technical data that proves this. And when Ali leaves... She comes out of that reality to a lesser reality. That's pretty profound. Think about that. Recollect. Contemplate that. We've never had this before. We never knew it before. And the scientists are really ecstatic over for this finding. That they know she's seeing something out of this world, and they only can prove that she's going in a deeper state of reality. The fact that she says she sees Our Lady is proven by the testimony of her life and witness. We have to take our word for it, or the other visionaries. And Maria has been found to go the deepest. Perhaps that's why our lady's chosen her for the 25th message. Profound stuff. And so here's something beautiful. And is everybody, do they stop and pause and realize this? Are we recollecting enough to understand that? You know, do you pray every day? Or is it just every now and then? If prayer isn't part of our daily life, we grow distant from God and from our lady. We lose reality. We lose the beauty of that. We can get used to not having her in our life, can you? Or we can get used to her being there every day. And nobody's paying attention to the beauty that comes every day. But every now and then something triggers our memory of her. And when that takes place, maybe we recollect. And our lady's saying today, recollect, recollect. She got something today in heaven. We don't know. But when she said, rejoice with me and my angels, all her have in 84, all the angels were rejoicing with the lady. So we find ourselves thinking of her and longing for her. Uh, if we recollect, that's what we'll feel. And if we want her more and we recollect, recollect more, we'll, we'll be able to have that. But will it be every now and then? To get it, not every now and then, but full time, we have to pray. Every day we have to pray to get this from her. Love you thought was dead and gone Somehow keeps on hanging on Even when your heart has left it far behind Just when you have turned the page It seems to find a way And there it is again Every now and then And every now and then that old 
feeling comes around Every now and then I see your face in another cloud And every now and then Some old something takes me right back again Every now and then You can finally breathe life in Without wondering where she's been Go to sleep at night without her on your mind And in a second it appears Followed by familiar tears Like a long lost friend Every now and then And every now and then That old feeling comes around Every now and then in another cloud And every now and then Some old something takes me Right back again Every now and then your love now not every now and then and when you recollect what we're in the midst of who's coming to the earth what's the sin on the earth every day it's easy to love her on a continued basis but with distractions with the, the world our loves every now and then and this doesn't fit the message and she says this also today to children today she repeats this to us what if you could go back 2,000 years and hear her advice to Mary Magdalene about recollection? Of course, Maria asked our lady in the very beginning days for some seminarian, young seminarians about reading the book Poem Man God of Maria Vitorta who saw the law, who experienced the life of Jesus, his whole ministry. And, of course, there was controversy about these books. I wrote at the time, Colin Ratzinger, can we read these books as faithful Catholics? He wrote back 11 months later through the Holy Father, through the Bishop's Conference of Italy. And say, yes, just don't declare them supernatural, which is fine to us. But you can read these books. They're very important. And actually, they're a must-read to understand the slant of our lady's messages. And I'm convinced that's why in the very beginning of the apparitions, these seminarians were inspired to even ask our lady. Our lady says, one must read them. Very simple answer. But she said, one must read them. So going to the point of man God, Joan's going to read a story of Our Lady talking to Mary Magdalene about recollection. And in this story, uh, Mary Magdalene had just gone through her conversion, so she was very fresh in learning Jesus' way, and Jesus brought her to Our Lady because he wanted Our Lady's influence on her, that through Our Lady's example and words, she could learn better uh, the things that he was trying to teach her. And they had been walking, and... They had uh, just the two of them and had passed uh, Jesus in a thicket and he had been gone away by himself 
to pray. And Our Lady then says, Prayer is my son's rest. The Magdalene replies to her, I think that it is also essential for him to be alone in order to keep his wonderful control, which the world puts to hard tests. Do you know, Mother? I have done what you told me. Every night I seclude myself for a more or less long time to restore within me the calm, which many things upset, and I feel much stronger afterwards. Our Lady replies to her, At present you feel strong. Later you will feel happy. Believe me, Mary, both in peace and in struggle, in joy and in sorrow, our spirit needs to dive into the ocean of meditation to rebuild what the world and events demolish and to achieve fresh strength to climb higher and higher. In Israel, we use and misuse vocal prayer. I do not mean that it is useless or displeasing to God, but I say that meditation, mental elevation to God, is always much more useful to the soul because by contemplating his divine perfection and our misery or the misery of so many poor souls, not to criticize them, but to be indulgent to them and understand them and to be grateful to God who has supported us, keeping us away from sin or has forgiven us so that we would not be left in sin. By meditating thus, we are really successful in praying. That is, in loving, because prayer, to be really such, must be love. Otherwise, it is mumbling of lips from which the soul is absent. And then she goes on and speaks to um, Mary Magdalene about John, the apostle. She says of him, See John over there? He is only a boy, and yet he is an eagle. He is the strongest of all the apostles because he has understood the secret of strength, of spiritual formation, which is loving meditation. Recollection. And Our Lady wants us to be strong. She wants all of you to fly like eagles. She desires in a special way for us to leave the world, escape from it, you know, and, and as she said in here, it's just not just words or mumbling of words. You don't have to sit there and contemplate uh, rosary after rosary. It's important to pray, yes. It's important to do the full rosary. And we've been on a, on, on a month, several month schedule of doing eight mysteries every day, two full rosaries a day. Uh, we can't do it every day because of circumstances, but we that's our whole goal. And most days we can. But the contemplation time, the, just sitting with God... Our says, go out into creation. You know, she wants us to serve the Creator. And to contemplate God, to recollect, refreshes us. We all need that refreshment. We've thrown the Sabbath away. We don't even have that day to recollect on anymore. But throughout our day, and I said, find a place where you will pray joyfully in a recollected way. Yesterday afternoon, I decided to go pray the rosary. In the afternoon, it was so uh, so the pace because I'm I've had to leave town now real quick. I've had a lot of things to do real quick. I just needed to find a little time to recollect. And here it is, the day after she says to do exactly what I did yesterday. I felt in my spirit that's what I needed. And and Jesus does the same thing. You got to do the same thing. And I had a beautiful moment. A deer came out with a phone. Some turkeys came out. It was quiet. And it was a it was a refreshing thirty minutes is all. But we need that. If Jesus Himself needed it, you need that. And you're not gonna find it sitting on a bus, or you're not gonna find it in the midst of chaos. And I asked how Maria was today, because even Maria sometimes says, uh, I'm in agitation. I need peace. And so she goes and prays. And he said it was a very peaceful day for her today. That it was beautiful. But imagine just being in a position that you'll clean a chapel for the visit of the Holy Virgin Mary or pull weeds in front of that chapel. That's what our community members were doing today in preparation for her. I mean, contemplate that. 
Recollect the time and the moment we're in. This year, why not visit the village that is changing the entire world? Mechagoria. Think about it. If you could combine every single event for the past 26 years that occurred in Washington, D.C., New York, Paris, London, and every other place in the world, it would be dwarfed by the event of one single day in Mechagoria. The Blessed Mother, Mary, Mother of Christ, comes to the earth, blesses the whole world with her presence, and speaks to heal a broken world with advising words, which she says are conveyed directly from God. You can be a part of one of the most important events in the history of creation. Pilgrimage to Medjugorje, and you will obtain everything and more of what your heart longs for. Call 205-672-2000, extension 218. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. So our lady's words today... uh, of recollection is something that we have constantly got to find that time to do it. I know when Our Lady was here in 1988, she said, find a a quiet time you can pray to have an encounter with God. And the purpose of recollection is that. But yet we are not programmed that way because we don't have the time to recollect. You can't go. People can't leave their cell phones. They can't leave their computers. They can't be distracted. They can't even drive peacefully in a car with something not, not distracting them. And you can bet when you're going down the road, somebody going slow, they're probably on the phone. And so now we're having to, to pass laws to stop people from being on the phone or texting each other because people are having wrecks. Because they're not, their mind's not even there. They're not in contemplating. Uh, really, the, the reality of what they're doing in the moment, much less God. So we've grown a, a world, like Our Lady says, you... you uh, created a whole new world without God as if you're your own creator. And none of us are satisfied and happy. Now, just reflecting on this message for myself today, this day was not a recollected day for me. It was a pretty crazy day. And, um, you, you know, life in our world, especially in, in the Western world, we have so much technologies that are wonderful to have, but they also put you at the at people's fingertips when you know instantaneously, and it's it's like you get on that ball and you're starting to roll down that hill and you go faster and faster and faster and you can't put the brakes on. And looking at our world, it just keeps going faster. It just keeps spinning faster. That it's almost impossible to stop. And here our lady comes and she's giving us these words that without a real effort of self-will to just stop yourself, put on the brakes, you can't hardly get pulled out of your life. What, what do you think she's saying to us about this in terms of you know, where the majority of man is living today? And and I would say probably most of them are thinking they're doing the right thing. They're they're trying to provide for their families. They're you know they're doing things in or in their minds that they're 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 doing what everybody's supposed to be doing. Well, most of the Mesoamerican movement still hasn't understood Our Lady. We haven't uh, because we're blessed in the way that we do, and our whole life is seamless in in the way that. Our whole day spent on in the work of Our Lady, but yet we made that decision too. We gave everything to be her missionaries. She asked, "Be my missionaries on my messages." We said, "Okay, we'll do that." 
She said, be my apostles of love. We said, okay, we'll do that. She said, be my apostles of goodness. We said, okay, we'll do that. She said, be apostles of faith and goodness. Another message. We said, yes, we'll do that. If you do that, she'll accept you. But people are doing this in a conditional way. They're doing it with limitations. They won't give everything. I don't own myself. And you in the community, speaking to you, Joan, and anybody else in the community here, you don't own your own self. You don't own your time. You don't own what you do. We exist for a lady. Louis DeMarfer said, I'm a slave of a lady. And he said, I'll spend the rest of my life making her more known in love to make up for all the infidelities. And that was in serving her. And so we feel her. We're not saints. We're sinners. And our infidelities, we commit against her, failing her in the message. Doesn't change anything in her acceptance of us. Hey, if she can get somebody spreading the message, hitting on six cylinders when you got eight, she'll take it. If what you're doing is 80% of what she wants, she'll accept that. If what you're doing is 40% of what she wants, she'll accept that. Doesn't mean she doesn't want more. It doesn't mean that with the one doing 40%, she wants to make them go 50%, 60%. She wants 100%. Conversion, she says, is a process which lasts your entire life. You will quit being converted and, and what she wishes for you when you draw that last breath. Now, I take that back. At the end of the last breath, your conversion should still be taking place. And it also says conversion is easy for those who want it. But it is a process that's difficult. And it's a process also that will go on for the rest of your life. That's what he's asking from us a lot. But we owe a lot. You know, Jesus says in the scriptures, when the, when the master comes home and the servants are working, that they... They should serve him first. Even if they're hungry. You know, it relays that. It doesn't say exactly that in scriptures. But the meaning behind that is that you're, you're just doing your duty by doing that. You're not doing something special. Giving our whole life and turning away from everything and just working for a lady, we're not doing anything special. We're doing only what we are called to do. It's our duty. You're giving 10% of your tithe. You're not doing anything you're 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 zero, okay. If you give ten percent, ten percent of everything you have before taxes, not after taxes, ten percent of your income. If you make a hundred thousand, that's ten thousand dollars a year. If you make fifty thousand, that's twenty five dollars a year, or or even the five thousand. You're not doing anything. You're commanded to do that. Now, if you're given an extra 5%, 15%, that's generosity. You're being generous. Other than that, that's God's tax. That's what he wants to run his church on or his projects or his spiritual movements on. And so we've got to learn when we're giving out of our hearts and when we're just doing what we're supposed to be doing. And what all he's asking of us, we're not going to outgive her. But also she says, the Father will reward you in heaven. So it's not going to go without reward. It's not like we're doing something for, for nothing. But it amazes me how little time people want to give God many bicycles to get out on Sunday morning. They're doing this most of their life now. Sunday morning, go out and bicycle. You know, get your helmet on, get your pads on, and, and you get killed by a car, right, car running over you out there. You've been doing this for six years. You appear for Jesus. And he says, well, what have you done for me? Well, I, I did it. Well, you didn't do anything for me. Were you at least in church? What was your church? What was your guide? Your bicycle? Your exercising? People are so concerned about their health today that it's inornate. It's inornate because they feel, they feel, they misread, they misinterpret their soul crying out to them, I'm unhealthy. I'm sick. And so people want to live longer. They're trying to avoid age. They want to find the fountain of youth. They want to be, get plastic surgery. They want to do this. They're not even content enough to what God gave them in the body. They're tattooing. Absurdities. All this tattoo is absurd. And they're doing it because there's no recollection. I saw a billboard coming from the airport the other day that said, uh, it only said one word, 
an incredible advertisement because when you can advertise and say one word and get your meaning across, that's good advertisement. But the word was regrets. And what that meant, underneath it, it had a, a image of a tattoo. And it said underneath that, tattoo removal. If you just stop long enough, and most people get these stupid tattoos, I don't care if it's about Jesus or not, when they get this, it's just something without reflection. Did you know the Old Testament, as crude as the people lived back then, that Jesus gave them all rules how to live, how to be clean, how to do this and what not to do? Then he says, do not tattoo your body. This is not even New Testament. It's the Old Testament. When heathens were, were living, when the Jews were, were, were almost animals, he gave them a code of civility and, and brought them to, to be God's people, a reflection of God. Do not tattoo your body. And yet we do this. And the, the explosion is not the guys, it's the girls. You think that adds anything to your beauty? It distracts from it. Beauty comes from the heart. And so it's very important and very critical to grasp that there's a lot when Our Lady says one word, her collection. There's a lot when you see on a billboard it says regrets. What is that saying? That somebody's starting to recollect. Somebody's probably thinking, I did something stupid. And so now you've got what we call what we used to uh, what we've talked about only thing, profit sickness. You create the medicine that makes you sick with the side effects and and make them sick, and then you give them the medicine that corrects that. So now we got tattoos, and then we got now people removing, the same people removing the tattoos. So, you know, you're following the world. You don't see. And I got on this subject because we were talking about youth and trying to be plastic surgery. That's a whole, I want to write about this. It's a sin. Do you understand that? It's a sin to do plastic surgery, all these things people are doing. And half the church are having their, their hips and everything else on their body changed. So you're discontented with God, how he created you? It's a pretty, pretty big slap in the face of God. I don't like God the way you made me. And maybe he did make you the way. Maybe what you've eaten the way you are is the way you are because you're on gluttony. But one thing's for certain, we're not a reflective society. And then that comes back to the world. It says, reflect on your future. You know, country music is something that, that talks about the woes of life and all the problems and difficulties and the joys of life and the sorrows. And, and, it, and it's reflective. It's a reflective type music. Maria loves country music. We've talked about this before. I was just told the other day she was playing this song and interpreting it to all the Italians there. She's building something at their place right now. And they got all these Italians and, and they're interpreting one of the country songs because the country songs tell a story. And mo much of that is, is a reflective thing about bad decisions made Thinking about grandpa, grandma, your spouse, who's died, maybe, who you can still feel the presence of him in the bed or her. And country music has this. It's about life. And actually, it helps reflect. It recollects. Maybe you listen to that and then you go off and pray and you think about that. Maybe, maybe a song like this will spark something into you. You know, birthdays are the same way. You know, it should be a day of reflection, not just celebration. What have you done in your past life? What's shown up in your history? Our Lady wants us to have good history, not bad history. So it's important we be reflective. It's important we be thinking about these things. Because one day the daylight's going to go out and we're going to be old. And we're going to wish we'd done things we didn't do. Today is my birthday. All that I want Is to dig through this big box of pictures In my kitchen till the daylight's gone This one here's my mama With the long brown hair I'm 40 years older today Than she was in that picture there But if life stayed the way it was And lovers never fell out of love 
memories didn't last so long If nobody did, nobody wrong If we knew what we had before it was gone If every road led back home This would be the very last country song These are all my babies Lord knows how we survived The first one was hard And the last wasn't planned What a big surprise That's him with his daddy's eyes I love the man in this one but I don't care There are nights when I wake up And know he's beside me, I swear Sometimes I still feel him there But if life stayed the way it was And lovers never fell out of love if memories didn't last so long If nobody did, nobody wrong If we knew what we had before it was gone If every road led back home This would be the very last country song We knew what we had before it was gone If every road led back home This would be the very last country song So life is just this way. It's amazing to me the system that Satan has built that we have no time to reflect, no time to recollect ourselves, refresh ourselves. We seek to go on our vacations and we come back more tired than when we left. We go to work, we're worn out. A lady recently said, this tired world to Yvonne on the mountain, June 25th. Society, the culture's worn out. And here it is, we have the gift of the Holy Virgin Mary. She wants you to reach to her before you reach for your vice. She wants her to let her be the first, the first one you think of, the first in her thoughts, the first one you go to with your troubles, the first one you seek. The first one who you fall into her arms. And she wants you to let her be the one. Will you do that? Will you recollect yourself enough and think enough for that to take place? If you do, you'll recognize whose arms are waiting for you. When the weight of the world bears down so strong You leave footprints on the street And there's too many miles to face Without a few more hours sleep The storm clouds overhead Won't shed any rain to quench your thirst I want to be the one you reach for when your faith is stretched so thin that you can see straight through your soul And you can't find a nickel to buy a smile Cause your pockets all got holes You wanna shut the door and hide before the day can get much worse I wanna be the one you reach for first 
Before you turn the key, before you fall asleep, before you drift away to fight the demons waiting for you in your dreams, fall into me. My arms are open wide, you don't have to say a word. Contemplate, recollect, think about what's before you. We pray for you, we appeal to you to listen to Our Lady. Put this message today into your life. We love you. We wish you, Our Lady. Good night. <laughs>